Hey, quick warning, there's some mild story spoilers for the beginning hours of The Last of Us Part 2 in this episode. You guys should be good for about the first 40 minutes, then we'll give you a little buffer to skip ahead to where it's safe. So thanks for listening and enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to Till Death Do We Play, where marriage and video games are the perfect union. So every episode, we're going to talk current topics in the gaming industry, either new games, announcements, or just gaming news, and see if our opinions get along as well as we do. So I'm Andy, and I'm joined by my wife, Allie. Hello. And guess what? We both love games. We're always talking about them, and since we're always talking about them, we figured we would just hit record. So we're going to do this and see what happens. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you needed my, my no, approval it's back for that. Yes, yes, no, yes, it's, yes. I, don't need your, I don't need your approval for anything. No, that's not true. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Allie, this is, this is, we're riffing off each other. We're doing a marital podcast. Oh, boy. Okay. So (laughs) let's just get into it and see what happens. All right. So the big topic for this week, uh, the game that quite a few people have been waiting for, The Last of Us Part Mm 2, finally released uh, this Friday at the time of this recording. That's yesterday. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's been a pretty interesting launch, Pre launch, I think so. Yes yeah. to both. Yeah, no, definitely because this game uh, had some problems with spoilers because people suck, and uh, I, I <laughs> luckily haven't had anything spoiled for me. And we just started playing this last night because we're not like the fancy game journalists who get things early and stuff like that. So what we decided to do was kind of make like a two part episode where. We're going to give our initial first impressions on roughly about the first three hours of the game. I think we both played through Um, and then we're going to go and finish the game and come back and do kind of like a more spoiler filled, deeper analysis of everything. But this episode is just kind of talking about The Last of Us, Last of Us Part 2. Maybe not spoiled, spoiler filled, because I thought we're also going to be doing this for each game that we play. Yeah, yeah. And and we, we probably will even get into some spoilers this time around just for the earlier parts of the game. So I guess first and foremost, wow, that uh, that like what was it like month or two months before launch yeah. when the leaks first came out? Yeah. And I, oh, boy. I don't really know anything about how that happened because I really loved The Last of Us, the first Last of Us. So once I heard something that like huge leaks happened, I like shut myself off from like comments, any hashtags or anything like that. Like I just completely blinded myself till this game came out and i've been lucky so far because nothing nothing's gotten spoiled for me but yeah that was really unfortunate that that happened to to naughty dog i don't know, like um, for me um when when it comes to spoilers in general they don't usually bother me for the most part yeah. so i was still <laughs> like oh well you know uh what's what's going on like how bad was the spoilers and then there came the whole thing where Sony started issuing DMCA's against it. Uh, anybody who was even like remotely talking about it. Yeah, I think I mean, that was I, I don't know how I feel about that, because like 
at a one at, on one area, it's like I think it's justified, but on the other area, some like on the other hand, it seems like it was overkill because there was wasn't there something where they like DMC'd themselves by accident? So <laughs> yes, so um, typically I would agree with you. Like if there are videos or in general uh, terrible things that people are putting out there, where it's just here are the spoilers uh, under hidden titles that some people like to do kind of like when it comes to kids and how they used to watch Minecraft, all of a sudden there's like a jump scare or it's entirely creepy, like things like that. I'm fully for, you know, DMCing or whatever it is, but they went a little extra with it. I'd actually say a lot extra in that apparently they were issuing it to people, uh, YouTubers and all that, who had just mentioned that a leak had happened, kind of like they were doing an excessive yeah. cleaning <clears throat> cleanup crew attempt. And it it was just perhaps the worst thing to do, because, of course, if you try and stop people from talking about something, well, that just makes them want to talk all the more. Yeah. And, and like what you're saying is how they were issuing it to YouTubers. It's like. It's like they weren't even telling about the leaks. It was just like someone uploading just uploading a news happened. video of yeah of like the leaks happened. So it's like they were trying to silence like the news that it happened to like stop yeah. the further spread of it. Which you know it's like once it's out, it's out. You know you just kind of kind of kind of got to roll with it. Not, yeah, you, not you just get, have to um, do clean proof on that. Not to get sidetracked, but do you could you think of off the top of your head like? Probably like the worst thing that's gotten spoiled for you when it came to games. Uh, the worst thing that's gotten spoiled for me. Yeah. Mm, honestly, probably this. To be honest. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, a pretty major uh plot device that. Well, not 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 plot device, but plot point. Mm-hmm. But it happened so early in the game that it it seems really insignificant in the long run. Like, yeah, there's a within lot the more first else. three hours. Yeah, there you go. It happened. Move on from there. It th- they made it seem almost like this thing that happens happens like near end game level. Like this is the climax of the game. And I don't know if maybe it initially was, and perhaps they had to do some switching of things around um but that's just complete and utter speculation right now it kind of seems like it was an overreaction yeah and uh i that's a good topic there that's a good you know thing to come back to after we finish the game is to see if if you know something like that could have been switched around because well you know i i want to talk a lot more about that specific thing but i feel like that's getting into spoiler territory really fast but um I was going to say for the only thing that sticks out for me is like this, maybe not, maybe I worded that wrong. Maybe not like the worst spoiler, but like the stupidest way you've got spoiled. Because I remember when L.A. Nor came out for the, I was playing it on the 360 and I was looking up how to get a specific achievement. And one of the comments were like, all you got to do is just go here, do this, uh, talk to this person. And then you're well on your way to blank spoiler. And it was like, a setup and like it was just a complete setup and I was reading like a comment on an achievement guide and I was like wow this whole game just got spoiled for me just because of some idiot 
So I don't know when a spoiler is a really touchy thing for me. But like you said, you you're kind of desensitized to spoilers because like whenever I'm playing a game or something like that or something happens, I'm always like. And then this. Oh, oh, well, I don't want to spoil it. And you're like, I don't I don't care, Andy. Tell me. And I just (laughs) kind of. Well, because I view it where, um, you know, obviously you want certain points in your story to have a punch. And at least in my own experiences, if your story has been leading up and it's been doing a good job of what it's supposed to do, of keeping you invested, then the punch is still there. You still are able to feel emotional impact uh, by what's happening. One thing that actually annoys me when I'm playing a game is when I know that something is being hidden or I want to know what happens next, but then I become so focused on finding out what happens next that I miss out on side details or just um, things that might not seem as important. It's kind of like once I know there is this thing that's happening, I can focus more on what's going on around me and I can enjoy the environment more. I think that's good for this this particular game because even it was unfortunate that something got spoiled for you. Like you said, it happened really early on in the game. So like if that didn't happen early on, and you were you had that in your head like you knew that it was going it was coming and you were waiting for it and everything like that that this it really would have changed this game uh like like you mentioned like not being able to focus on the little details because this game has so many little details and everything I, i feel like if anything like if that particular event had to get spoiled for you i'm glad that you're past it already so you could actually try, yeah. try to appreciate everything else in it. But yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about um, where the game starts, It you know, where it picks up and and our experience with the first couple hours of it. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, right off the bat, one thing I want to say when you when you put the game in it, you, you know, you don't hit new game or anything like that. It pops up and it says it gives you all those options, which I thought was really cool just to get that out of the way. Like I always go for you know, putting out subtitles, inverting my Y axis, which are, which everyone hates. But <laughs> I was really yep. happy that um, I didn't have to sit through like the first couple minutes of gameplay or like watch an intro cutscene without without having things the way I want. Plus, they also have a ton of accessibility options that we saw. That's getting a lot of news uh, trending lately. Like, I guess it's, you know, has the most options for uh, people with accessibility needs. So I thought it was really cool. It was I think it was a smart move on their part to just get that stuff out of the way. Before the I game, so. before the game even starts, I thought it was really cool. But well, yeah. one thing I think, um, just because of the nature of the game, because it does seem to be more of a narrative-driven, uh, it it's almost an interactive story for the most part. I feel yeah. like it's a game that can get away with it. It can say, "Listen, when it comes right down to it, we're looking to tell a story more mm-hmm. so than anything else." Yeah, and so. for people who know The Last of Us, like it's. You know, it, it's a third, you know, they. It, I guess they would classify it as like a third person action game, but it's it's really like a stealth horror game. And when when you're actually encountering enemies in this game, it's kind of a big deal because like it's I wouldn't say it's few and far between, but it's definitely like not the entire game. Like you said, it's an interactive story. And when you said that something popped in my mind is I don't know if you saw this yet, but if you go back to the main menu, you could go to like specific chapters and stuff and replay them. But they also have a, yeah. a section for encounters. That's how like, I guess, um, 
significant the encounters are in this game or like how little you really deal with that kind of stuff, or at least what I've seen so far, is they actually have pinpointed parts of the game where you're encountering the the infected. So it's like you could go back to just the specific fights that you were in, which I thought that was that was pretty interesting. I never saw something like that in a game before. That's like, yeah, you know, I mean, like boss battle modes. I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. But yeah, it was, I, I feel thought it was like cool. people who are very into Dark Souls would probably be irked by that. Yeah. As far as like the whole get good mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they're like, especially in Dark Souls, there's the whole belief of some people saying that Dark Souls need an easy mode and other people saying if there was an easy mode, then they wouldn't be getting the Dark Souls experience, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like some people are going to love this because it provides another level of accessibility. And just in general, will I want to try and sneak through this area or what would happen if I just go in guns a blazing, even if that's not something that they wanted to do through their story run? Yeah. Uh, and I think other people will view it as kind of like a cop out. So I don't know. Uh, I definitely think it's good and follows their whole accessibility uh, mentality that they provided at the very beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, but, That's... you know, I also don't really think it's something that every game is capable of mimicking. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I am glad that Naughty Dog put this in their game, even if it doesn't affect me. I know that there are other uh, people who are out there that want to play it, and now they can. Yeah, like, I don't know, think, thinking back to it now, like, I I think it's a really cool feature, but I honestly, for me, this game isn't about the encounters. I mean, sure, they're, like, the really tense moments and everything like that, but that's not something that I want to try to go back to and, like, speed run or, or see anything else, you know? But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just cool that they thought of it to to add that in. Um, so, yeah, after you get all that stuff out of the way, the game starts and it's pretty cool. Um, it, it, it explains kind of what happened after the original Last of Us. And I never, you know, I'll be honest, I, I love the first one. We got it for PS4 and I always want or like I played it on PS3 and we got it for PS4 and I always wanted to go back to it. But I never had time to before this came out. Because I always want to play the DLC, and I never played the DLC for the first one. But, um, and I don't know, I can't even remember where the DLC takes place and everything. I know that there's, like, a girl with Ellie and, uh... Uh, her name is Riley. Yeah. Uh, the DLC, I believe, is kind of just, uh, Ellie getting to know Riley. I think it's, uh, the first thing that kind of touches on Ellie's sexuality. Mm -hmm. And I believe it also, uh, is the moment where ellie is bitten and it is discovered that she is immune Uh, okay so it takes place before she meets joel okay correct um yeah so what was the point oh yeah well um i was basically gonna say when the last of us two starts it explains what happened after the first one where joel is just recapping things with his brother tommy they're out on a patrol and uh he's saying that they did make it to the fireflies they were going to create a cure for like with ellie's blood but he explained they didn't really say too much. They he basically just said they can make a cure, but it's going to kill her. So, yeah, because her cure, I think, was actually like part of part of her brain or something like it. Okay. I think it 
had to do something with her brain and then not, basically removing it. Yeah, it definitely wasn't explained. And like for me, it seemed. Yeah, I mean, there were surgeons there with scalpels and stuff, but like it was reversed zombieism. When, when I think of <laughs> when I think of a cure for something, I always think of like take some blood, figure out what's in the blood, make something else. I didn't realize it was like, it's in the brain, but yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was the weirdest thing. Like it, I played this game a long time ago. Yeah. I think when it first came out and I just remember thinking, what? I mean, all right, but what? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they do a quick little thing. Uh, you know, Joel goes re- like, crazy and kills everybody and steals Ellie back and they find their way to their new uh establishment I guess in Jackson in Montana right you say so. crazy I say badass yeah no it was it was cool but I mean it, they didn't really show it it was kind of just like a really quick cut edit like he took care of things and he got her out of there I oh my god I love Joel so much but um yeah, yeah. anyway so they they kind of imply that Ellie realizes something happened. He Joel says that he told her that uh, they couldn't really do anything. Her immunity doesn't mean anything. But they have this other scene where um, it seems really recent after after everything that happened. Oh, you know what? Because like, well, the whole thing at the end of The Last of Us, the intro really is just recap. This is what happens at the end for the people who didn't yeah, watch it. Yeah. Ellie pretty much can put two and two together and find out that Joel is basically lying to her. She doesn't say otherwise, but from her actions, from her expressions, you can tell she thinks he's lying that is, and she's not wrong. Yeah, that is how the if I remember correctly, because like you said, it's been like six years since we played this game that you you do play through that part in The Last of Us, don't you? Like, yeah, you play through the whole thing. Yeah, you yeah. run into these surgeons. They tell you we're not going to let you take her. And that's how it and ends. And Jill yeah. just destroys them. And the leader of the Firefly, who had initially tasked you with delivering Ellie, he yeah. just blows her up and then drives away. Yeah, that's the good thing you guys will find out about Allie, not Ellie. Allie is Hi. <laughs> she. I don't know. You have such a remarkable ability for just remembering details like i loved that game when i played it and i could talk about it and everything like that but it's been years and i just don't remember those type of things you know and you like when we met in college i remember we were talking you were playing final fantasy and i was like oh final fantasy 10 and i was like oh yeah i played this in high school and you were like yeah i love the things that you do blah 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 and i can't even repeat what you said because i can't remember it but <laughs> you just like know all this stuff and it just sticks with you i i if wish only I, I could do the same thing in real life i wish i had that <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so that that was essentially just a recap and you're going back and after afterwards, um, you do. There is a quick little scene. So I think they get to Jackson relatively early because Ellie is still young and Joel tries to come in and kind of like talk to her. She kind of seems out of it like she doesn't want to really be bothered. Um, uh, well, the whole thing with Jackson is you actually run into that um, in the encampment first, in the first game. Yeah. yeah. I remember Tommy. Jo- yeah. Joel uh, actually says, you know, we could just stay here. And I believe Ellie says, no, I need to have my immunity mean something. Mm-hmm. And at the last in the end of The Last of Us, the first part, he is just driving back. And that is, you know, there happy ending she, yeah her, they're happy ending but you could tell that ellie feels really defeated and everything so 
Um, but yeah, so so the game sets it up like their 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 new life in Jackson and uh, Joel is trying to connect with Ellie and then boom, it's time skip. So Ellie's older. Um, they don't really explain everything going on there, but it's just kind of like life is they're kind of like thriving. They know what they're doing. It's kind of like I, I, I see a lot of resemblances and I know people don't really like this anymore, but The Walking Dead it's like there's a skip in The Walking Dead where like they really get their crap together and they know how to handle everything. And that's really what I see in Jackson. It's like, you know, it's kind of like a new world vibe. It's very so, frontier like it has a very. Yeah. Uh, uh, every single not every single, but the majority of Western set games like Old Wild West. Mm-hmm. It has a very frontier uh uh, man taking over nature kind of vibe to it to where even the I'm going to just say it's a saloon. I don't know if they're like officially have it as a restaurant yeah, or something. Yeah. Everything just oozes Western frontier town. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like you wouldn't really find that kind of stuff in. Like in cities today, like I feel like Jackson, if it, you know, it was definitely built upon, but it. it wasn't like a pre-existing Western town, but that's kind of, that's definitely what the vibe that it gives off is now, yeah. you know? Um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe that was just like a bar that was converted. You know, I mean, you know, there, there's bars like that. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember what yeah. it looked like in the first game, but you can definitely tell like, once mm-hmm. again, it's just, it's a Western-esque. It has Western-esque vibes to it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that, that makes sense. It's in the, it's in the Midwest. It, it's it's kind of like an old world feel, but they all still have like modern, you know, TVs, they, yeah, they have, they have flash. Yeah, they have that Jack and Dexter Easter egg, which I really loved seeing. They Anyways, do. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Ellie is definitely just kind of part of this commune. Um, she gets up and does her job there. They, the game starts. You're not playing as Joel anymore. You're playing as Ellie. She's an 18 year old. She's going out on a patrol. Um, and that's kind of where the game kicks off on like tutorials and stuff. Uh, you know, I thought, I thought it was pretty interesting. It was kind of cheesy when they showed you how to shoot and throw and stuff when you were playing a, you were doing a snowball fight with the kids. I mean, I thought thought that was cute, but, um, but yeah, they have little things like that really walking through the town. Uh, it's just, you know, you getting your bearings, figuring, seeing these like characters that are going to be playing a bigger role and everything like that. Just explaining everything to you. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I, I think it does a good job of showing that Ellie uh, and Joel, to an extent, uh, definitely are an important and valued part of the community. I thought it was interesting how from when they had shown it at, was it E3 that they showed it? Uh, probably. The last us with the dance and everything and Ellie kissing it, uh, that girl. It was either e, it was either E3 or um, the Game Awards. That's usually where yeah. they, they do that stuff. Uh, I thought it was very interesting how they what that essentially was was a the day before, yeah, the events in The Last of Us Part Two, yeah, because the really first thing that Ellie says is, "She kissed me. I didn't kiss her. Everybody was watching," and then you realize, "Oh, it was what they showed at." I'm just going to assume it was E3. <laughs> yeah, I would just say at the at that press conference. <laughs> at that um, press conference, what's that showing? Yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't even put that together. Um, what it, the way it comes out is when you're playing as Ellie, um, 
you start off and someone comes to your house and Jesse, Jesse. yeah, Jesse, he comes to your, your house and says, you're like running late. You got to get going, get to work. And Ellie. First thing I have Ellie's mouth. Yeah. No, he says, so I, uh, I heard you uh, had started a bit of a commotion last night. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Dina kissed me. I didn't kiss her. And he just goes, I was talking about a fight. What? Yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely a big part of the game is, um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a big part of the game just cause we're still new in the game. We don't really know everything else about it, but like right off the bat, there was some confrontation. Uh, Ellie punched someone because they said something about her because she kissed another Sexuality. girl. Yeah. So you're actually like the tutorial, not, not really like the intro of that whole segment with Ellie going to the stables to go on patrol is like, like uh, resolving the issues of the night before. She doesn't really want to, it's, but she ends up doing it. It's yeah. a very slice of life type vibe. Yeah. Um, it's very, I don't want to say almost forced with how it is. It just seems really um, out of all the, you know what? I would actually say it might be a good way to show that despite the uh, infected and standard concerns that they would have with survival, they're still able to maintain some sort of, uh, I'm trying to think of the good word to use this. It's yeah. Like there's like, they've gotten so good at handling the infected and they're able you know, to worry about issues exactly, like this yeah, yeah. or make it a big deal. But and I still don't think it's necessary. It's a very first world problem. Exactly. I'd yeah. say. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about any of that stuff. There's, there's things out in the world trying to kill us, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that stuff doesn't, you know, it, it's, it's a very old, old world mentality to begin with, which is in this game, it's presented by an old man. So it's he has so few things he needs to worry about. He has to worry about this teenager kissing another girl. Yeah, I know. And it's like, get over it. it make your sandwiches. I, uh, I just I feel like it was unnecessary. Yeah, I feel but, like I it mean, was very extra. Yeah. But you know what? Like you said, it's it's. It's an interesting way to show show that they're dealing with other problems like. Ellie, on top of everything else going on, Ellie has to deal with this. She's just trying to get through everything and she has to deal with people who are judging her. And I get the I get the kind of um, vibe from Ellie that like she's kind of like antisocial and she's anxious. Like she just seems like she doesn't really get along with a lot of people or she has like trouble connecting with people. So to be kind of at the center of attention like that. Uh, you could tell that it's definitely definitely getting to her. So Oh, I didn't get that vibe from her at all. Really? I don't know. It just yeah. seems she always she just seems very reserved and and I don't know, to me it comes off like she uh you know. I don't, I don't know. think so. I yeah. think she's I think she's uh she it's not that she knows who she is. I just really don't think in the end she really cares all that much about that. Um I mean, I know you can look in her journal and at one point she she clearly likes Dina mm -hmm. the girl who who kissed her yeah. and but they're already friends and she doesn't want to ruin that standard typical teenage uh bs yeah but when it comes to other people in the community 
I really don't think she cares. No. I really don't. I mean, I because can see that. if she did, I don't think she would have reacted the way she did to the kiss right away. Just as someone who is very antisocial and everything, as soon as I see someone else coming towards me, I'd be like, "Nope." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she she wasn't. Um, did she punch Seth? Because she also said Joel punched. No, him. Joel did. Yeah. She pushed. She uh, pushed him, I believe. And Joel just straight up. No, she didn't even push him. Joel just came up. Joel just came up and decked him after he said that. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. What God, we played this yesterday, and I'm having trouble remembering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after you after you do everything with Ellie, the game switches over, and you're as a new girl. You're as Abby. Um, you know, she's buff. Yeah, she's very thick. And she's got very, like literally four F's on the buff factor and three C's in the thick factor. <laughs> yeah. Um, the way it presents itself is, you know, I knowing not knowing anything about the game, it 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 was really I was curious to see what was going on because it's the dead of night. You're following your buddy in the in the snow. You guys end up seeing Jackson. There's some more some more like, you know, tutorial stuff thrown in there, whatever. But you're over a cliff and you're overlooking Jackson. And the first thought to my mind was like, oh, these people are like, oh, maybe we could live here and stuff. But then it's like very it switches very ominous really quickly. And they're like, maybe he's there. Oh, yeah, whoa. it's a very quick turnaround. Oh, of, oh no, they're him. here to hunt someone. Yeah, yeah. And you could only assume it's Joel, you know, because like who else? It's not like they're looking for Jesse or anything, but um, so it was very weird that they, they had you, I mean, it was, a. I think it was a really cool move that they had you play as this person. And then you find out that you probably aren't going to like this person, you know? Um, I don't know if I'd say it was cool. I feel like it was very much a, uh, the one thing when it comes to the last of us in general is, or honestly, when it comes down to it, naughty dog games, in general, they mm. feel almost like they want to create movies with what they do. Oh, yeah. And this feels like very much a now this is the villains uh, show of what they're doing while yeah. the hero is doing their own thing. So I don't know if I necessarily liked it. I think it was an opportunity to show that Abby is a person with her own life going on, but like I don't know, own, I feel like Yeah, like trying to show that they they have their own intentions, their own reasons for doing things, and yeah. Well, I think it was done specifically so that people would start to develop a slight emotional attachment to them, because people tend to do that when they play as a character's perspective. If, if, because you, you that, can, if that was their intention, it crumbled as soon as I realized that these are probably going to be the bad guys or the more than likely are the bad guys, you know? Yeah. Um, like the whole thing where she's talking to the guy and you can tell they had something going on, but well, he's he got with Mel another pregnant. girl. He, he got Mel yeah, pregnant he, and she was he mad got about Mel that. Pregnant. Mel's, I don't want to go down there. Why? Mel's pregnant. Oh, we got to yeah. start thinking about the future. My baby. Like, like, yeah. I feel like that could have just been a cutscene, like how most games yeah. do it. I don't think it was necessary. They're no, probably totally going to touch that. on it later on. Yeah. I was just like, all right. Yeah, you, you, you know, I, I guess maybe games five, six years ago, it would be like, 
you playing as Ellie in the jacks and everything like that going off. And then, yeah, like you said, like cutting to a cutscene of, of two people walking over Hill, looking at it saying, there it is. I wonder if he's going to be there. All right. Mel's pregnant. Oh, what? Oh, and then it storms off. And then it's like, I don't even think ends. that's necessary. No, I just I think it's it could have been, <laughs> that's yeah. literally a point where it's just like, do, do you really need to do this? Yeah. Like it's literally yeah. just, here's an emotional attachment to some randos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, that was interesting is the first time, you know, I mean, the first last of us had you play as Joel and then there was a segment as Ellie. So this was kind of a curveball for me, but, um, that kind of comes back to bite you later on. So I don't know. We're at about the 40 minute mark here. I don't know if it's going to be the same when we cut it down, but should we roll into the spoiler territory of what we have experienced so far? Um, Well, we kind of already have. Yeah. So... So, yeah, um, paths cross because uh, the girl, Abby, she tries to go out. Nobody wants to follow her to Jackson. So she tries to go do it on her own. She runs into. She does an amazing job. Can I just say that first and foremost? What? Oh, my God. Abby is badass. Really? Yeah, I think so. She literally <laughs> got up like right before dawn because it's dark. She falls down she hand-to-hand combat destroys like five infected just decking them yeah and when she stealth kills someone (laughs) everyone else uses these weapons and she just like nah she takes them with one arm and just snaps their neck with her bicep yeah she puts them in a headlock and just Intense. flexes. She just flexes with them in a headlock and she they're dead. Is like <laughs> she is like goals for me when it comes to sheer strength. Yeah. I was I was kind of happy though when it switched back to Ellie and she just goes like eh, and like puts a knife in them. Cause Abby's stealth kill is like 15 seconds of her brutalizing someone. She's just like, stay down. Ugh! And like, I don't know. But it was it was it was brutal and it was really cool to see. But like, but, yeah. oh, my goodness. I'd say for the first, I'd say until the game really opens up, until the um, the serious plot points happen, you're probably playing as Abby, like, half, if not a little more of the time than you're playing as Ellie. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess, mean, like, bef- before you get to uh, the one spoiler for me. Oh, yeah, yeah no, because there's also the supermarket, and that's a pretty big scene for, for uh, Ellie and... And Dina like fighting and everything like that. Like I'm, I'm thinking like as far as like fighting, but you know both characters have really two two very big encounters. Um, the one thing that was also super interesting when you play as Ellie and well, first as you play as Abby because you don't run into infected first with Ellie. I believe you first run into them with Abby. Yeah, you do. Yeah, like like yeah, you and do run into them with Abby. Yeah. And they do a very interesting thing in that they kind of show each woman's uh, capabilities when it comes to their own physical prowess in regards to how Abby can just snap a neck with one arm. But meanwhile, Ellie does need to use a knife. And the way that the characters appear, their overall physical uh, muscle masses and everything, it kind of helps reinforce that the gameplay helps reinforce that they go about things very differently. Yeah. It's kind of like a, the cla- like 
I don't know, like a classic 80s movie, like underdog thing. Like this little guy has this huge opponent and she's kind of like kind of like the counter to Ellie, like where Ellie's like this stealthy little, you know, sneaky thing. Abby kind of seems like a brute, you know? Oh, yeah. She's imposing. I won't lie. That's why I said the first thing I noticed about her was she looks like she could kill a grown man with her bare hands. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I thought. When I first saw her, I couldn't remember what Joel's daughter's name was for the first game, but I really thought she like she was like I heard I heard a lot of critics say that the writing was bad. I haven't felt that entirely. I felt some parts could have been written better, but I really thought that there was going to be a twist where where Abby was going to come to Joel and be like, it's me, your daughter. I survived. (laughs) And like. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thankfully, I'm here because you that abandoned me. Yeah, thankfully that doesn't seem like the case. I still don't know what Joel's daughter. I can't remember what his daughter's name is. So maybe, maybe she is, but no. No, she she, she was not. shot up real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She. Oh, that's don't right. You worry. She, got shot. she yeah. was torn apart. Yeah. <laughs> by bullets. Yeah. Uh, well, the one thing because you had mentioned um, bad writing. Uh, Right now, I definitely do think we're still too early on to where we can really vouch for that one way or the other. Mm -hmm. But you can definitely see that there are places where I feel like the writing just lingered longer than necessary. Mostly Ellie's romance in the very beginning. Like, personally for me, I don't mind romances in my RPG games where I can pick the person that my character ends up with. But in any game like Prince of Persia, Final Fantasy, uh, even Uncharted itself, romances between characters where I have absolutely no say in the matter makes me cringe. Yeah. So a good portion of Ellie's scene just makes me cringe. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's going back to how you said not like Naughty Dog. They're they're not making they're not just making a game here. They're telling like they're basically making a movie and telling a story. And it's one one thing if you're watching a movie with like characters romancing, but if you're if they're forcing you to play through the movie and you don't want to interact with this kind of stuff, it it could definitely get get to you. Yeah, um, and I, I'm not saying that about the whole lesbian portion of that that's genuinely none of my concern it's literally romances in general yeah they just make me go all right is this really needed do (laughs) i need to see this for me it's pants back on for me like it's the same thing there's no i mean i I have no issues with anything like that it's the corny dialogue it's like oh it's so corny sitting on the couch like (laughs) there's a reason why those scenes are private like from one to life altering, how good was our kiss? I'm like, ah, just please just kill some clickers. I don't know. I'm just like, like can you just say it was I so you can <laughs> move on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It was all right, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so I guess that's the only only problem is, you know, it's games and could have groundbreaking writing, but I could still find something that I think is cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I can kind of see. It it really does feel like a movie in regards to you can already see what I believe the whole plot is going to be. Uh, I'm assuming it's pretty much just a revenge quest. And, you know, obviously we have to play through it. But if I play through it and I turn out to be correct, I'm I'm 
won't lie, I'm going to be a little disappointed because The Last of Us, the first part was, it had a very good story. It was very uh, emotional for me, at, hmm. at, especially at the beginning. Oh my goodness, with Joel's where, daughter. Yeah, where The Last of Us 2 is more, it's, it seems like it's leaning towards, you know, you have one a one-track mind. You want a revenge. You want to go and deal this. Like, The Last of Us 1 was really about this guy who went through some serious stuff, tr- like building a connection with a person that he cares about. And I think that that ha- that carries a lot more weight uh, than what what we're seeing right now in The Last of Us 2. Even in the first part of part two, you can see this is all being set up for a crash early on in the game. Everything is too perfect. Yeah, that's the, true. The community, even with uh, Ellie being a lesbian, the first thing that happens with the bigot is he says he's sorry. The community itself, actually, well, the leader of the community makes him say he's sorry. Uh, it ends in a very, you know, let bygones be bygones kind of way that after how many times she calls him a bigot. Satisfactory uh, way. It's like life is carrying on. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. And then the fact that she does, that she does get to go on patrol with the girl that she has a clear and blatant crush on the fact that they do, you know, end up pretty much becoming a couple, even if it's like an unofficial thing, they get the whole physical deeds done. Uh, It's, it's all too perfect Mm -hmm. so you you can just tell it's gonna come crashing down way before even the midpoint of the game and sure enough that's the exact thing that happens okay so we're about to get into the heavy stuff of the beginning hours of this game so if you haven't played this game yet and you want to keep on listening skip ahead to about the 52 minute mark and you should be safe there so if you don't want to get spoiled we're gonna play some music right now for maybe like uh three seconds Five seconds. Yeah, five seconds sounds good. You got five seconds to skip to whatever part. Now I got to pick music? Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's see what I pick. And... This wasn't the right way to go. I care less what to learn than what I know. And I can only see this in my dreams. Because the nightmares keep calling me. All right, so the very first thing... That uh, was very interesting about The Last of Us Part 2 is golfing with your friends. I thought that was a very interesting choice to go with the game, especially considering that's a human skull. Bioshock. Bioshock already did it. Come on, Neil Druckmann. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, get original with your deaths. Oh, my God. It just (laughs) sucks. It sucks. Sure enough, the first thing that happens... You, this is why you don't help strangers, guys. This is really the reason why you don't help strangers. Because as soon as you do, apocalypse, especially in the post-apocalypse, especially then, because the first thing they're gonna do is they're going to absolutely destroy your leg with a shotgun, and then that just practicing practicing their hard strikes with a golf club using your face yeah so um playing as abby you run into joel and tommy you you escape a huge flood of infected uh you end up going back to their safe house this mansion which they mentioned was the baldwin mansion so i want to know if it was like alec baldwin the actor's mansion i think that would be (laughs) i feel like i heard that he had a mansion in montana i want to look that up but basically 
You get back there. Uh, everyone starts ominously looking at you. Joel turns now, around. Granted, this hmm. mansion, this the safe house is Abby and her friend's safe house, not the Jackson yeah, safe house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, everyone starts ominously looking at them. Joel's like, oh, you guys heard of us. You're kind of sounds like you guys heard of us and turns around. Bam. His leg is destroyed. Abby yep. shoots and him. And then it's just torture. It was so hard to watch because I really, like, my God. Going into this game, I just remembered how much I enjoyed Joel as a character from the first one. And just seeing this, it was like, I know that, that I mean, that's what they wanted to do with the story. But it's just so heartbreaking. It's like, again, I mean, I'm probably one of, like, a few people in the world who still enjoy The Walking Dead. But, like, mm-hmm. it hurts when it's, it's like, early seasons of Walking Dead when a beloved character dies to to change the tone of the story. I really felt like that, and God, it just sucked. Um, I won't lie. When he was getting uh, head smacked with the golf club, that was less impactful to, to me than when he was immediately shot in the leg with the yeah, shotgun. Because when like, they did the close-up of that, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, um, you're going to want to die after that. Yeah, and, like, I, I had this feeling, like, he's not getting out of this. Like, there's no way. Like, it was so brutal. There was, like, you could see the tendons, and it was just, it was like a shark bit him, you know? It was gone. You know, that kind of makes me, reminds me of a uh, bit where they've had, like, a bit of an article come out about how some studios make their developers actually look at, like, animals being slaughtered and tortured and like t- people torture uh, and things like that. And I'm almost wondering if Naughty Dog subjected their developers to that in order to get all the meat and tendon bits. Cause there's a lot of wow. detail. Yeah. Oh and God, you know, well, first of all, the timing worked out perfectly because Ellie just happened to be around the corner after, yeah, <laughs> yeah after they were like, they got done in their bunker with her and Dina. Jesse just kind of shows up and he's like, Hey, we don't see Joel. Boom. Cut. Joel, Joel, what's this big house? And like, <laughs> I immediately yeah. know where he is. Yeah, she goes downstairs. She's there. She's right there for the final. I mean, there was some confrontation and everything like that, but she basically saw Joel one, like one sliver of like, I don't even want to call it satisfaction because nothing in that scene was satisfactory for me. But like Joel opened his eyes and he saw Ellie. So he got to see Ellie one more time. You know, who knows? It was it was like. Iron Man at the end of Endgame. You don't know if he was fully there or not, but he saw her. They I don't eyes. think he was. I think yeah. he had a lot of brain damage. Yeah, so, God, it's just... Ah, it's it's so hard when games like that, like, they build a character up, and, you know, after The Last of Us 1, you think he's invincible, but you know what? He is an old man, and it's just horrible that, that he went out like that. I'm surprised but, they let Tommy live. I know. He got, he got bludgeoned. I thought he was done. I thought he was down. I thought they were just going to keep going at him, but... Um, but yeah, after that whole thing ended, for some reason, they, they decided not to kill Ellie and just leave her. Um, well, the one dude did, but yeah. the rest of them were saying, no, I think they were just there on revenge for something that Joel did. It, it, it's very obvious that Joel did something to anger this group of people. That's yeah. Uh, that, that's what I'm interested in finding out is because the locations of all this stuff, you were on the, you were on you were all over the place in The Last of Us 1. You were in Pittsburgh at one point. And then you were in Jackson and 
it, it's, you know, so I don't know where their paths would have crossed. They're from this WLF organization. They're um, from Seattle. Yeah, yeah, they're from Seattle. So, like, I don't know where they would have crossed previously, you know, unless there's, like, flashbacks and things like that. So, which I'm assuming there's there's going to be. But Right now, I'd say the greatest guess would be that somehow at least Abby, probably the rest of them, too, because they all seem like, oh, I'd say they're ex-Firefly. That's, I mean, that's, that's, I think, the best, best guess right now. Um, but at the same time, I feel like if they were ex-Firefly, it would be like a cop-out. I, I kind of want something a little more interesting. Well, maybe that's why some people are saying the writing could have been better. Yeah, I guess, guess we'll find out. But yeah, yeah so- man, um, that was a tough scene to get through. It picks back up. Ellie, not a second thought in her head. She's going out. She's going to end this. Uh, and that's where there's automatically a cut. Tommy dipped. He's off on his own revenge yeah. thing now. Ellie and Dina are off to Seattle on a horse. I like and, I like what uh, they did with Tommy, though, is because um, he. When he first comes to talk to Ellie after Joel uh, dies, uh, he's basically like, we can't do this. We have to do this the right way. Don't don't plan this stuff out right now and he's like ellie is mad at him because she's like why aren't you doing something about it but like you find out that tommy is always going to do something about this he's trying to get ellie to stay safe you find out that he just like you said he dipped and he said he wrote a letter to his wife keep ellie away don't let her come after me i have to end this but you know she doesn't do that um i thought that was really cool tommy but um but yeah and yeah so uh Right after that, next thing you know, you, uh, Ellie and Dina are in Seattle. Well, outside of Seattle. Yeah. Well, to get before in, we do, like, before we talk about that, um, there's this part in the game where before you leave Jackson, where you visit Joel's house. And I really like that. I probably spent like, I don't know, 25, half an hour, you know, walking through Joel's house and seeing because it really gives you a good idea of the person Joel was. I mean, you know that he played guitar and, you know, he was a good guy. But like walking through his house, like, it, it just, it's very themed. Yeah. But you see, like, he came home at night and he worked on wood. He you could go over and look at all of his uh, movies and stuff. Like uh, when you're on patrol with Dina, she's uh, Ellie says that I'm going to watch a movie with Joel tonight. He loves these cheesy 80, 80s action movies or these like Western movies or whatever. Um, and you see that stuff and you're just thinking about like who this guy was. And it's just like, man, it was like kind of like the nail in the coffin. Like it just. It was just I think it helps give him some humanity after yeah. the first game where he's just he was a dad and then he turned into a very. uh, cr- I don't want to. Well, no, to an extent, cruel. He turned into a very live or die type person and his house kind of shows that there was more to him than that between his woodworking. Like he was and at a point. His, yeah, like he he was at a point in his life where he felt like he could go back to that life, you know, and for whatever happened in the past, whether it be fireflies or something else, you know, for it to catch up to him, it just it, you know, it's just even more heartbreaking. But um, but yeah, that was kind of like your last part in Jackson. Then, like you said, it's a hard cut. You're in Seattle and that's around the time where we both stopped playing. Um there's some more stuff like there's there's 
you know, one one area, it's pretty linear. You're trying to get into this this walled off city. But once you do, we're both in this area where it's kind of like a hub where it seems like the game is first starting to open up because the game is very or it, it has this weird illusion that the game is like open world. But when you're playing the first couple hours of it, it's very linear. Like there's the past clearly tell you this is the way you have to go. You could go off a little bit and look at a house or anything like that. But no, it's like point A to point B. Um, Even right now, I'd say the game is incredibly linear. Yeah. It's it's pretty much walking through hallways yeah. when it comes down to it. I, I'd say like this first this first part that we did, um, or this this part that we got to is probably the first area where you could go into multiple directions and in you know, explore a little bit more other than going into a busted up house or camper and opening up shelves. So that'll be interesting. That'll be a little more I guess time consuming, uh, trying to go into every little nook and cranny, but out of everything that you've played so far, what, what do you, what do you enjoy about the game? So right now, my view of the game itself is at like a five out of 10. If I was to give it a rating. Oh, wow. Because I'm genuinely kind of like this. I enjoy the buildup. I like how they're able to show these two characters from the first game having a moment where they're able to just be people. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't interested at all in Ellie's teenage romance drama. She's Uh, a woman now. I didn't care for. She's a full grown woman. Oh, she's 18 or 19. (laughs) Don't you give me that. (laughs) Uh, I don't care for how. The, the world itself looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. The lighting is amazing. There's so much foliage and there's so there's so much attention to the detail that they put in the houses. Like for Joel's house itself, you can see that it has a nice fixed up look to it because even on the steps, you can see uh, the little peeling of paint in his one out of literally three bathrooms Mm -hmm. he has one room where he has like shampoo bath cleaning and he's got all of his stuff laid out on the tub they have but i hate how linear it is yeah yeah they do they have mirrors that work yeah um yeah i was gonna say for for me it's like the mechanics and the polish of the game like everything physics yeah, rope physics. <laughs> Fantastic. I love rope the physics. rope physics. Um, no, it's like there's with how linear the game is, it's very detailed to where if you if you interact with something that could actually have like an impact on something later on. Or it might just be like a line of dialogue or something. I think it's really neat when you go into a place and you pick up a note with codes on it or something like that. You'll walk out and Dina will be like, find anything in there. And she's like, well, I found a piece of paper with some codes on it. You know, little stuff like that. It's like they put, they, they take the time to put that into the game. It's really cool. Like there's also one point that we were talking about that I think is really interesting going back and see if, if you do things differently is when you're going into Seattle, you find a tourist map. And when you get into the more open area that we're in now you actually pull out that map and you mark where you are and i was talking to you and i was like well what would happen if you just didn't find that map and you guess that maybe dina would be like hey i found this map and you would still get it but it's just really interesting because it's like 
you pick that map up and you're thinking, oh, it's just another collectible, but you're using it. Then you're walking around when you're actually walking around little areas you could explore there. Ellie pulls it out and marks it like as you're walking. And it's like this little side thing that you could have completely missed is now being utilized. I think it's that's really cool that they do stuff like that. Um, I can agree. Yeah. So I don't know. I I mean, the guitar thing, I know that uh, like early. Oh, that was neat, too. Yeah. First couple minutes of the game, it utilized the touchpad on the PS4 controller, which I normally I think it's a gimmick, but I think it was really cool actually holding it and strumming it like a little guitar. I know later on there's like a little section where you could actually play freely what you want to play, which I can't wait to get to. Um, Yeah, the little details. I mean, Naughty Dog is famous for that stuff. And all all I could say is I just wanted Jack and Daxter, Allie. That's it. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, that's all I want to from them. (laughs) I don't like mm, if you had to give it a rating right now. First going into it, what would you give? I've said five out of ten. Um, I don't know. I'd be more generous. Right now, I'd be like an eight. Uh, I the the writing doesn't get to me as much as it's getting to a lot more people. The the I guess the biggest issue that I have with the game is it's going to sound weird, but I'm I'm not like a fan of the shooting in The Last of Us. I play it stealthy. When I'm forced to shoot, I always screw up because it just feels slow and clunky. That's something that I don't really like, uh, you know, uh, and I, I don't want to I don't want to sound biased or anything like that. But the direction that the story went, I don't I just don't like what they did. You know, I don't like the choices that they've made so far. I wish you they feel was, like they did Joe, Joel dirty. Yeah, I think I I like happy things. <laughs> so <laughs> then this is not the game for you. No, I'm still going to play it. I won't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, I know. They had said the first Last of Us game was about love, and this one is now about hate. And right now, I'm just kind of like, be careful on the edge you have there. You don't want to end up cutting yourself. (laughs) Because the whole dark, edgy, gritty thing, I think um, we've kind of outgrown that (laughs) for a bit, like back in the (laughs) mid-2010s. Uh so I know Naughty Dog itself has always enjoyed the being dark and gritty storyline. Because ever since Jack 2. I think they two. actually said that. Yeah, ever since Jack 2. <laughs> I like Jack 2, but it was really like the it was point the where. dang dark eco that did it to Neil Druckmann. dang dark eco. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one thing too, uh, before we wrap up, another thing I just want to say I really like about Ellie is walking around and like playing as her, collecting things. I like that you could see that she's kind of like a nerd. Uh, she likes robots and astronauts and comic books. You could see like she has manga in her room and video games and stuff. I think that gives her some more personality, which I think a lot of people who haven't played the game who are, I guess you could say, like the the IRL bigots, not just the guy who called her a name in, in, in the bar, who are having a lot of issues with this game, think that Ellie is just defined by that one character trait. But when you're playing as a game, you see that she has a lot of other stuff going on in her life that that she uh, identifies herself by, you know? So I, I, I think that's really cool. I enjoyed the, well, quote, quote, enjoyed the homage to the first part where she had this love for jokes. Yeah. And the one that Dina says is, oh, Ellie, I think Shimmer, their horse is uh, sick. 
She says, why do you say that? She's like, she's sounding a little hoarse. And as soon as she said that, Ellie realizes it's a joke. And I just think to myself, shut up, Dina. Yeah, <laughs> but that was Ellie the whole game. <laughs> I'm like, shut up, Dina. Yeah. We are literally in the middle of Seattle. We have no backup. And this horse is literally the only thing that's keeping us from walking the entire time. Do you want me to shank you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Shimmer. Um, <laughs> it's probably going to die. Oh, my God. Can we talk about the gate? Remember that? <laughs> I was not, okay, <laughs> so the only time that this game has currently made me feel anything <laughs> was there's a part where you have to open the gate for Dina and Shimmer to come through. And while Shimmer is pretty much looking like she's halfway through, the gate uh, stutters and the door slams shut. And I screamed because I thought we were going to have a cut in half horse. It's a huge and gate. If that it's like a 50 foot tall gate, too. So, yeah, the horse would be obliterated. So if that happened, I would have turned off my PlayStation. No, <laughs> I would have stopped the game. I would have deleted it. <laughs> and then I would have demanded a refund. Yeah. Well, I mean, I bought it. <laughs> as as your wife, I yeah. still have say in the refund department. Yeah, you would make me. You would make me delete it. And I would get a make you get a refund because I would have we just both, had none like, of that. I was playing last night in the office, and I I jumped at that part, and then I was in the room while you were playing it today, and you like literally gasped and jumped. I was like, yeah, the same thing. It was just such a weird <laughs> perspective of that. It looked like the horse was gone. But yeah. I was not happy. <laughs> yeah. I was actually mad afterwards, too. I was mad that they did that. Yeah. They caused me that fear. <laughs> so, yeah. So it'll be interesting to play through the rest of the game and see, you know, our, I guess, our predictions of things, see how they play out and see if our scores change at all, see if our opinions change on the game. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I enjoy Sony exclusives. I love Naughty Dog. You know, it, it should be a good time. Regardless of what people are saying, I'm still totally blind on the game. I'm so happy I am. And you got the dark parts out of the way so you could enjoy it, too. And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's it for The Last of Us. Um, Before we conclude our very first episode of Till Death Do We Play, uh, I just I think this would be a fun little segment just to quickly go and say what else we're playing because we're hardly ever playing one game at a time. We're always like splitting up. I personally can't do that. I can't. I always used to try to just play a game until I finished it, but I have to split up my time and do stuff. So are you playing anything else right now that I don't know right, about? Right <laughs> now, I have revisited Fire Emblem, uh, the three houses, because mm -hmm. I have never beaten it. Currently doing the Black Eagles uh, story, and I have a side one, too, for the Blue Lions. So that's been pretty okay. interesting. And I have also been playing a lot of Deep Rock Galactic, digging okay. some holes and killing bugs. <laughs> All right. And you? Um, well, I've been doing some Switch playing, too. I've been playing Luigi's Mansion because I haven't finished that yet. Um, I did start Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive on Switch, but I stopped playing that to pick up Luigi's Mansion again because I realized that I never finished it. I'm closer, closer to being done with that. Um, and surprisingly, I've been playing chess. I got really yes, into, you have. I've been getting really into <laughs> chess because I got, um, 
the clubhouse games on switch which has like the 51 worldwide games and i was like man i haven't played chess in years i'm addicted to it i've probably played like 200 matches so far <laughs> oh um, my goodness you've been playing yeah. it a lot but yeah. it's it's so cute seeing you get excited when you win. <laughs> i'm beating the computer on hard now i'm so excited i'm but so proud i have to play i have to always be the first move because i can't counter if they do the first oh. move i still lose so well <laughs> yeah details and uh i guess mario maker i've been streaming that a lot so i've been i've been i've been enjoying that lately yes you, you've been I, streaming on beef lump yeah twitch and facebook um beef lump i don't want to plug anything but still <laughs> um <laughs> too late already did it yeah uh normally like i used to only like really play that when i was streaming it uh to play viewer levels but i've been finding myself like playing levels at night and stuff because it's a mario game that never ends so very true i um playing a lot of stuff yeah uh so that's it any final words before we wrap up uh golf with your friends that's how you build bonds no (laughs) those who Uh, golf together stay together stop (laughs) uh all right remember to practice your wide swings okay goodbye everybody thanks for listening bye-bye